All right, welcome to the Fantasy Football Last Call Podcast, Week 11 edition. My name is Joe Pond, founder of FantasySixPack.net. With me as usual, partner in crime, Dave Eddy. Deuces. What's up, man? Oh, you know, man, another <laughs> another interesting day of football, man. Always yeah. is, though, isn't it, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, not going to lie, man. I, uh, I, I had trouble getting motivated for today. Uh, you, you heard me. You know, you you saw me. You know, going you were, back you were and in forth full early. on bitch mode. I was full just, on man, bitch I mode this morning. Not, I just wasn't <laughs> in the mood today, man. For whatever reason, man, I just literally was just not in the mood today. It was it was bad. Um, I, I don't know what was going on with me. Um, and of course, I just lost the tweet that I set up to post all this stuff. So that's gonna be awesome. Um, yeah, this morning just wasn't 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 clicking with me so anyway man enough of the enough of the bs let's get to it man um want to run through it yeah, for sure man so uh first game uh probable playoff matchup here uh titans beat the ravens 30 to 24 uh big game uh from derrick henry a lot of it came in the second half uh, he ended up going for 133 yards and a touchdown uh for the ravens lamar had an all right-ish game, I suppose. Yeah, I, feel like um, I, I mean, you know, I don't know. It's pretty simple um, news but, at this point. <laughs> yeah, 186 yards through the air, uh, touchdown and a pick, 51 yards on the ground. Uh, but it was nice on uh, their side to see, it looks like Dobbins is maybe slowly starting to take over that backfield a little bit, which, which makes sense um, to me because – if you just you know watch the game a little bit, I think that he is by far the best running back, at least you know I, I with the eye test out of that backfield. Um, but they've got you know three solid running backs that they can play, so I don't blame them for real life purposes. But man, if Dobbins got all those carries, I think things would be um, looking pretty good for him. Yeah, man, uh, it, it's interesting. It, it still think it's a it's a tough backfield to. Um... To, to trust week in and week out, unfortunately. Um, I, I agree with you. I think Dobbins is the guy that they should be using more. He, he just looks faster, you know, crisper out of the backfield. He's catching passes. Um, but for whatever reason, they just they just want to mix in Ingram and, and, and Edwards a whole bunch. Now, today it didn't happen, um, and maybe we see that going forward. I know they always said they wanted to get Dobbins more involved later in the season, and maybe now it's finally later in the season. I don't know. We'll see what happens. It's going to be one of those kind of things where this backfield has been just kind of a mess all year, unfortunately. So um, good luck figuring it out. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, right? Uh, next up, we had the Panthers 20, the Lions a big old goose egg. Uh, they were without Galladay and Swift, uh, so that definitely you know plays a role there, I think. So I think we can kind of just bypass pretty much everything that happened over there. But yeah. um, for the Panthers, they were without Teddy Bridgewater. And uh, the Roughneck um, should have been MVP of the XFL. P.J. Yeah, Walker stepped yep. in. Uh, he went for about 250 through the air. Uh, one touchdown. He had two picks in the end zone. So this game actually could have been significantly worse than what it was. Uh, Mike Davis had a better than what he had been seeing game. But, again, he was going against the Lions. Uh, 64 yards on the ground. Uh, got one in the end zone there. And then DJ Moore caught seven balls for 127 yards. Mm -hmm. I think, um, you know, since the Lions side of the ball is kind of irrelevant at this point, um, <laughs> you know, if Bridgewater has to, 
you know, miss more time. I didn't seem like he was going to since he was literally like a, a game time decision. Uh, I think PJ Walker showed himself to be, you know, pretty decent and, and they've got a lot of good weapons there. So, you know, as long as you put in an NFL caliber quarterback, I think they're going to be playable. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. I, like I said, I'm pretty sure Bridgewater will be back, but PJ Walker definitely, you know, played well enough. Dude, if anything, man, he he made the rest of that team a little more relevant. I mean, like, look at DJ Moore's line. Like, yeah, he didn't score, but, I mean, he, he had a phenomenal line. Um, you know, he was I, – I, look, I downgraded a lot of the – a lot of the Panthers this this week, and to my own dismay, obviously, like I shouldn't have. Um, so it's going to hurt my rankings, uh, you know, on fantasy pros. But you know, who knew what PJ Walker was going to do in the NFL? He'd never taken a snap, um, but you know, he proved that he, you know, he's just an electric player, and that's what he did in the X- XFL. So if he does get another start, I'm I'm going to put those guys right back where they belong. Yeah, he was all right, man. Uh, next up, we had some some crappy weather. Uh, Browns twenty two, Eagles seventeen. Uh, Carson Wentz did did not look good at all. Um, it, I mean, he's got all of his well, not all of his weapons, but pretty much you know yeah. the majority of his weapons back. And um, I really thought that this would be a game maybe where he looked pretty good, and and he just did not make that Browns defense uh, without Miles Garrett look look real well. And man, he threw a couple Browns passes side, that were awful. Yeah, uh, Brown side of the ball looks like you know Chubb is is going to get. Uh, a lot of the a lot of the yardage, but for whatever reason, uh, Hunt is the one getting the goal line carry. So, um, you know, Chubb went over 100 yards, but Hunt got the touchdown. And he should he almost had two. Like he got all the goal line work, which was bizarre. I mean, Chubb's the bigger guy, right? I mean, um, think so, when you right? think, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, when you think of you know the bruiser in that backfield, I think everybody would consider Chubb to be the guy who's just gonna ball over people and and hunt would be the guy who's going to make people miss type of thing and now chubb can do some of that too um but yeah i mean hunt got all the goal line work out in the end zone didn't really do much else i mean 13 for 11 but it's something to keep an eye on i mean obviously you're starting chubb every week um but you know it, his value is going to take a you know a bit of a dip if if he's not getting the the red zone you know inside the 10 yard line work type of thing um as far as Wentz, man like I'm done defending this guy. That was terrible. I don't care if it's weather or not. I mean, he threw a couple passes, man. That that one that got returned for a touchdown. As soon as he threw it, I went, whoa, That's no. Terrible. As soon as he threw it, I went, no. Nah. It was gone. Just, gone. It was just airmailed, man. He was just like, Dip. just threw it up. Like, yeah, I have no idea what he was doing. Um Goddard was, you know, got it played well, so that's that's at least a bit of a good news there, you know. We need tight ends, so Please, oh somebody step up. <laughs> yeah, that tight end position is, is pretty brutal, brutal, man. Uh, next up, we had the Texans, uh, 27, Patriots, 20. Uh, Cam Newton uh, threw for a lot of yards. He went for 365 playing catch-up um, and, and got one touchdown. Uh, Damian Harris started off the game uh, first quarter. He did real well. Didn't really see the ball after that, uh, mm-hmm. you know, as they were playing catch-up, but uh, all that catch up got Demir Bird, uh, six catches for a buck thirty-two and a touchdown. So, yes. um, decent numbers if, if you if you had the balls to play Demarius Bird and and Watson looked real good. Um, Watson looked you know, amazing. Three hundred forty-four yards, two touchdowns. Uh, got one in on the ground. Uh, Duke Johnson didn't do much of anything. Uh, Brandon Cooks had eighty-five yards through the air. So you know that that team did look pretty good, but it was a lot of uh, 
a lot of big numbers from the Patriots just in not necessarily garbage time, but, you know, just playing catch up. Yeah, I think the one thing I take out of, out of this is the fact that Sony Michelle got activated off the IR but was a healthy scratch. It'll be interesting to see if he gets activated <clears throat> again because Damian Harris looked good early until they got so far behind they just stopped running the ball. Uh, he was At one point, he was 5 for 25 in a touchdown, finished with 11 for 43 in a touch. Um, but, like, I mean, he's by far their best runner, and, and I think it, it shows. Um, but – it's Bill Belichick, so we'll see what happens. But uh, I, I think I think he, he still is somebody you can sub, you know, throw in there as a kind of a, a back end RB two, um, maybe flex guy most weeks going forward. Yeah, because I think that you know their game plan is in a perfect world. They want to run the ball and play defense. So uh, this one got a little bit away from them early. Um, yep. But yeah, I would say that if you had to trust anyone out of the backfield, it would be. You know, it would be Harris Although, going hey, forward until we find out otherwise. Burkhead went out. Um, I forget what the injury was, but it's pretty substantial. James White oh. got in the mix, man. He caught six for like forty yeah. something yards, so uh, maybe more. I, I didn't look at the. I I didn't write down his stat line, but so James White might be, uh, you know, reborn. <laughs> I will see. I think for them, it's as simple as you know. It, it, it's going to be Damian Harris when they want to run the ball, and it's going to be James White when they want to pass the ball. Well, that's basically uh, that's what they were doing. Really right? cut and dry. Yeah, exa- yeah, pretty much. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so a game that went as we expected here. Um, Steelers 27, uh, Jaguars 3. Uh, Big Ben, you know, was all right. 267, two touchdowns and a pick. Uh, James Conner got – Got in and, and did a little bit more than we had seen recently, at least. He had 89 yards on the ground. But, man, Deontay Johnson, when, when that dude is healthy and plays a full game, he is a elite receiver. He went for 12 catches and 111 yards today. Pretty much not much to say on the Jag side other than um, James Robinson seems as though, um, you know, he is the real deal. Uh, this is the toughest matchup he's going to see all, all year. And he didn't, you know, light it up. But considering they got three points and were playing from behind all day, I'd say his 73 yards on the ground, uh, you know, and two catches, uh, you know, through the air was is good to see. Yeah, I mean, you know, I was telling somebody else earlier today, like they they gave me a start sit question, and he was he was like pick two or three thing, and I, and I was like, I know Robinson's got the tough matchup, but man, like it doesn't seem to matter. Like they're just feeding this guy the ball. They're trying to play ball control, and even if they're losing, it's just bizarre. Um, it's like the complete opposite of what most teams do. So he he feels super safe. Like every week, he's got a really safe floor. And when they are in the game and they can actually score points, he's going to be their guy. So I, I like Robinson a lot going forward. So. And next up, we had uh, Saints twenty four, uh, Atlanta nine. A uh, very surprisingly terrible game um, from Atlanta. Uh, not not really much of anything going on over there. Um, but for the Saints, I mean, we were worried. And this is one thing that, that you and I had discussed at nauseum this morning uh, was, was Taysom Hill and how much we, we could or could not trust him, um, you know, for a variety of reasons, both, you know, how he would produce and how many snaps he would get. And I would say he pretty much gave you – Maybe the one of the better possible outcomes. Uh, 233 right. yards through the air, no touchdowns, no picks. 
uh, 51 yards on the ground, got in the end zone there. Uh, and then, you know, I think of this surprised a lot of people that uh, Michael Thomas had a, a decent game. He had nine catches for he a did. buck oh four. He caught half his he caught half his completions. That's so yeah. Um, so I mean, half that, that was surprising. So just, yeah. Obviously, he's going to pepper Thomas. It, it seems like so. You know, for people who were worried about Thomas, and, and rightfully so. I mean, he's been bad the last couple of weeks anyway. Even with Breeze, um, now with Hill, you were like, uh. What do I do? I mean, like I, I sank him in my rankings this week. I had no idea what to expect. Kind of you right. know, the same thing with Walker, right? I mean, I just was maybe too risk adverse. I don't know, but you know, Hill was Hill was great. Uh, I, I was actually surprised they didn't actually have more design runs for him early, but I think they were just trying to get the Falcons off 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 their game a little bit. Um, the one worry you have to you take from this is the lack of the Kamara usage like one target only ran the ball 13 times now only running the ball 13 times kind of normal for him but only one target really does concern you um yeah yeah because if anything I would have expected him to get you know a lot the same amount of usage because I didn't expect you know Thomas to get as much as he did I thought that that would be reversed I think most people did yeah, like, and, and you and I were talking earlier on it today that we, we were trying to build DFS lineups. You know, it was like, you know, if you use Hill, can you use Kamara or do you use Thomas? And it, we both were like, hey, you can't use Thomas. Um, yeah, I think, I, we, I, I, I think everybody was off of that train for the most part. But it was like, well, maybe Kamara, right? Maybe. But even then, it was kind of like you didn't feel good about it. So you just didn't do it. Um, yeah, so that that's a very interesting thing to take away here. Um, on the Falcons side, dude, if Julio is out, man, you you literally can't trust anybody in this offense. Like we saw how bad they were early on in the year without Julio, and they were terrible without him on the field today. And he even when he was trying to gut it out with that hamstring, not good. Uh, they just a shell of themselves without Julio out there. It's it's kind of incredible how much of an impact he makes on that team. So I mean, I don't know that Ridley was fully healthy today. So if, you know, if Julio is out, I still, I don't think that I would drop Ridley any. Um, I don't know that I would necessarily give him, you know, any sort of a bump from that production, but I think Ridley is still okay if healthy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, look, I'm fine using Ridley, but he's not, he seems to do a lot better when Julio is in the lineup as well. Only because Matt Ryan does way better. Yeah, no doubt about that. So, anyway. Uh, last last game of the uh, early slate, we had your Washington football team uh, taking down the, the Bengals 20-9. Uh, to nine. Definitely the biggest news here is just quite simply bad news. Uh, Joe Burrow uh, tore his ACL on a, on, a, on, a, on a sack. Uh, got his uh, yeah, got brutal, his bent back, and he is definitely done for the season. Uh, so I think that, you know, if you have, you know, Boyd or or Higgins, I think that's going to put a pretty big dent in, into them uh, because Burrow was swinging it. He was, he was having like one of the better rookie seasons as far as like statistically yeah. concerned. Um, that that we had seen. That's all we cared about. Like he was just swinging yep. the ball down the field and lots of times. I mean, even in this one, he got what hurt in the, I think it was earliest third quarter. He threw the ball Somewhere, 34 yeah. times. 
Like, it's just a ridiculous amount of pass attempts from Burrow. Um, now, so I, I saw some people on Twitter saying, like, you know, what did they expect to happen to Burrow when they, you know, had him drop back this many times with that atrocious offensive line? And, like, hey, I, I don't totally discredit that, that opinion. Like, they're kind of right. Um, you know, you want to protect your young guy a little bit, right? But, uh, yeah, it definitely hurts Boyd and Higgins. And I unfortunately have a couple leagues where I've got both of those guys because I got Higgins off the waiver wire and was just, sure. you know, I was using both of them because they're both awesome almost every week. Um, yeah, they so, were yeah. definitely getting volume. I mean, Burrow had become one of my, one of my, you know, favorite DFS plays just because he was never expensive. Absolutely, um, and he had great targets to throw the ball to, and um, whether it was Mixon or, or Bernard that was in there, you know, that the running back could catch the ball. Uh, so he was someone that I would fall back on with a few lineups every week because uh, the volume you knew for a fact was there. Absolutely, and all of that is just pissed right out the window. Yeah. I, I, I mean, was it Ryan Finley? Um, oh, he's terrible. It's going to be I mean, playing for like. Granted, I know I know the Washington front's pretty good, but they've been exposed against at least half decent teams, right? They've just they've basically destroyed their division defensively, uh, outside of the Giants for some reason. Um, Finley, I mean, three for ten, an interception and four sacks. I mean, he looked lost. I don't know what they're gonna do with that offense with with him back there. It's gonna so, be it's gonna be rough. Like yeah. that's a huge. They're loss. gonna be the they're gonna be the team you're gonna want to pick on their de- uh, like defense. That's gonna be the defense you go after almost every week going forward. I yep, feel like. I agree. Um, sure. So let's move on here. Let's get to these late afternoon games. Cowboys Vikings. Uh, man, shocker here, man. Honestly, Cowboys thirty one, Vikings twenty eight. This was a this was a shootout, man. Um, both teams, offense firing on all cylinders. Dalton came back for this one, two, oh, three, three touchdowns and a pick. Zeke returns finally, 21 for 103. Didn't get in the end. Oh, no, he did. He caught one for, for a touchdown. Yeah, he caught one. But, uh, yep. I mean, only two targets. Actually, Pollard got the rushing touchdown, like a big like 40-yard rush. Um, yeah. I, I might have thrown something when he did that because I'm, I'm a Zeke owner. Uh, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Cooper, six for 81, seven targets, Lamb. <laughs> Four for 34 and a touch, six targets. On the Vikings side, Cousins was a lot better than I thought he was going to be. I thought they were just going to just – I thought this was going to be a Cook game, and that's pretty much it. Uh, but Cousins, 22 for 30, 314 and three touchdowns. Thielen balled out, eight for 123 and two touchdowns. Jefferson caught 86 yards and a touch. And Cook still got his, though. I mean, 115 and a touchdown, and they caught five too. So you're definitely happy. I mean, this game offensively-wise, like – didn't seem like no matter who you had, it, you were happy. Uh, I think we sort of expected everything from the Viking side, right? Because the Cowboys' defense is pretty much ass. Um, yeah. But the Cowboys, right? The Cowboys have been just awful, even with Dalton healthy. Um, what What do we think about them going forward now that they had this kind of a game with Dalton and some of that offensive line back? Are we feeling well, more confident? Well, uh, I mean, a couple of things, I guess. Uh, I mean, first and foremost, the Vikings defense isn't anything to write home about. Um, I mean, they're better than the Cowboys, but, you know, they're not, you know, even league average. But with that said, though, this is kind of what I thought we would see when Dak went down and, you know, Dalton was going to replace him. Right. You know, a little bit of a drop off, but nothing drastic. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's definitely a good sign. And I think that it's going to be, you know, very much, 
you know, they're they're going to play as good as the defense that, that they're against. So um, I think that you can have a little bit – well, you can have a lot lot more trust in, you know, some of these skill players with Dalton than you had with Garrett Gilbert or Danucci <laughs> or, you know, anybody else. So yeah. it's definitely – it's definitely a step in the right direction for them. Absolutely. Packers and Colts, another overtime game here. Packers 31, Colts 34, upset time. Rodgers 27-38, 3-11, touchdowns. Aaron Jones 41 in the touch. Adams did Adams stuff, man. 106, seven catches, a touchdown. Rivers played pretty well, 288, three touchdowns and a pick. Um, Pittman. I'm going to skip skip over the running back because I think that's where we're going here. Pittman, <laughs> yeah. 66 in a touch, got a, had a big play for a touchdown there. Now, otherwise, the receiver is kind of you know, ho-hum for, for the Colts you know, as, as usual. Big news, though, man. Jonathan Taylor, after everybody came out this week, coaches came out and said, Naeem Hines is going to get a bulk, bulk of the work, right? Jonathan Taylor, 22, 22 <laughs> rushes, 90 yards, caught four for 24. So, yeah. Um, what 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 are we doing here? <laughs> I mean, how, what do we believe anymore out of this offense? Do we? Have, it's kind of same thing with Dobbins, right? Like, are we trusting this at all anymore? I mean, I'm not. No. Uh, I mean, the Packers have one of the worst rushing defenses in the league. So whoever they were going to give the ball to was, you know, bound to have a pretty decent day. Um, I I guess. They flipped a coin and it landed on <laughs> Taylor's. Um, uh, so you know he, you know, yeah, <laughs> right. But yeah, I thought that I thought that Hines was definitely going to be the play. Um, you know, because you know, he's I was good out of my DFS lineup. You saw that? <laughs> yeah, no, I I slipped him in a couple spots, I mean, but fifty six hundred, it wasn't bad. Like you thought, he's been killing it. It's funny because yeah, so, my wife has my wife has him on on the fantasy team, like in our family league. And she's been on my case the last couple of weeks. Cause she's like, Oh, I was doing awesome on my bench. And I was like, yeah, the minute you start him <laughs> and thankfully she didn't start him this week, but I was like, you, you can't trust it. It's just not there. Like it doesn't feel like it's, it's reliable at all. And look, I know Jonathan Taylor owners are going to be excited and you know, they're going to want to put him in their lineups next week. Be careful. I just, I don't know, man. I don't know what Reich does. I don't know. I can't, I, I can't figure out why they don't use him more. But they just game plan around it. He's, he's got the Bill Belichick mold, where it's just, it's whoever is going to be the better fit against the defense, I guess. And this week it was Taylor, and we've seen it. The Packers have just been like mauled up the middle, just run hard at them, and they just get gashed. So maybe that's what the thought was this week. So yeah, and I, I mean, there's so many teams though that are like that. I mean, I, I would you know, the vast majority of teams have that kind of backfield these days. You know, it's yeah. you've got two or three guys that that can, you know, do the it's job. It's just a matter of who gets the volume. Absolutely. Um, next to last game, Jets and Chargers. Chargers got out big, and the Jets kind of closed the gap. Man, I thought the Chargers were going to try to blow it again. Uh, Chargers won though, thirty-four to twenty. They really did try, thirty-four to twenty-eight. Flacco, nah, who cares? Gore, who cares? Mims, three for seventy-one. If you played him at DFS, congrats, Dave. Uh, you know, made value, I guess, a little overvalue. Um, yeah. Chargers, though, man, this is this is where it was at for DFS this week, and, and anybody who yep. had anybody on the Chargers that felt like just kind of hit home runs here. Herbert, 
dude, the hair didn't matter, guys. Uh, <laughs> 37 for 49, 366, and three touchdowns. Just slinging it, man. This guy's awesome. Definitely proving me wrong. Keenan Allen just went ham. 16 for 145 and a touch. Mike Williams did well. Uh, Ballage did okay. You know, they just they passed it a ton. I mean, at this point, though, I mean, like, I, I think I've asked you this a couple of times, and I'm going to ask it again. Like, Herbert's got to be one of your first go-to quarterbacks in DFS, right? I mean, for DFS, for sure. Just, you know, because the team itself isn't, you know, fantastic. So, it's – it. I mean, it's 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 almost like a burrow type situation where you know he's got a lot of good weapons. Um, you know, he's going to throw the ball a lot because they're typically going to be behind. Um, right. And I mean, but yeah, I mean, this kid has just been fantastic. Every time you you ask that question, it's like, you know, I, I'm more and more impressed, and he just continues to mm-hmm. to rise up that ladder. I mean, when you can throw the ball to to Keenan Allen and, and to Mike Williams. I mean, he's I mean, making Keenan Allen almost better know. than Philip Rivers did. Like, how crazy I mean, he, is that? Keenan Allen has been as consistent <laughs> as it gets this year, but that's because Herbert has been as consistent as it gets this year. I mean, Mike Williams is always, you know, a roller coaster. You never you right, know, yeah. He, he's up and down. He, he's big play, big he can play. Two hundred yards, three touchdowns, or you know, one catch for four yards. But Keenan Allen has has always been consistent. He got nineteen targets this week. Yeah. Uh, now, granted, they're playing the Jets, and this is what teams do to the Jets. So, um, <laughs> but. Yeah, this is what Herbert's also been doing all year. So it, it, it lined it up matter. exactly how you wanted it to and thought that it that thought that it would. Yeah. All right, final game here of the afternoon slate. Dolphins, Broncos. Broncos win twenty to thirteen. Kind of an upset as well, too, man. The Dolphins were on a roll. Yeah. Tua played horrible, man. Eleven for twenty, eighty-three. Got a touch, but through I think what, four picks? Um, it was at least three. Uh, they 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 benched him, put in Fitzpatrick late, almost made the comeback. Fitz Fitzmagic not quite threw a pick in the end zone there. Yep. Um, Ahmed uh, did did okay, forty three yards rushing, caught five for thirty one. Uh, he he's definitely looking pretty good there. Parker caught six for sixty one in the touch, so so you're happy there if you're a Parker um, Parker owner. Uh, Locke, man, like. I, I still don't really ever know what to think with Locke, man. It just Denver looks great, but you know he made it work this week. Eighteen for thirty, two seventy, a pick. Uh, but this was the running game, man. Melvin Gordon, eighty-four and two touchdowns. Lindsey, eighty-two yards on the ground. Zero targets for both, though. Like they didn't get yeah, nothing in the weird, passing game. A little, little weird. Um, Tim Patrick, though, it was the leader in the, in the passing game here, five for one hundred and nineteen. Like I like this guy, and I never really understood why he got buried on the depth chart. Uh, injuries really opened up the 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 opportunity for him this year, and and I'm glad it did because I, I think he needed the more more playing time. Every it seemed like every like in the years past, whenever he got a chance, he he performed. But they just you know they drafted all these guys and they wanted to use them. Yeah. So whatever. Um, but I mean, like, what, what do we do with this Broncos offense? Like, they're super talented, but they're super inconsistent as well. Like, is it all on Drew Locke, or is it these receivers are super young? Like, what what is it? Like, I don't know what to do with these guys. I never want to target them anywhere. It feels like this for me is is the toughest one um, because, like you said, they they've got all the talent in the world, and it's not even. Like it's necessarily matchup dependent because this would have been the week where they would have been just, you know, c- completely a bust. Um, 
and I mean, it's not like Locke was spectacular or anything like that, but, um, you know, Patrick and, and Judy, you know, were great. Um, the, <laughs> I mean, they, they had two running backs that, that had a great day. You just, they're, they're very average. I mean, was that? And Hamler was okay. I mean, yeah, I mean, Hamler's another time. I mean, we didn't even talk about Noah Fant. Fant? Um, <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, yeah. so, I mean, I mean, they got a lot they going got on. Tons of weapons. It's just, they just, just can't uh, seem to put it together. And like, Honestly, they won this game off their defense. Like the offense didn't really do it. Like, yeah, the, the rushing game came to play, but that's because it could. Like the defense really sealed the deal for this with all the interceptions they got. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's just one of those. It's hard to it's hard to pinpoint when any of these guys are really going to go off any in any given week. Uh, I will say this. Tua owners, you know, if you if you want to keep using him, he's going to be in the lineup uh, next week. They've already announced he's the starter. You know, he just got benched for poor play, and he should have today. He was terrible, so um, he will be back in the lineup. So, which is kind of which kind of sucks for anybody who wants uh, Gasecki to thrive because Tua does not look at his at all. I noticed <laughs> as soon as Fitz came in, Gasecki caught like two passes right away, and I was like, yeah, because <laughs> yeah. I'm unfortunately one of those guys. So, oh, well. All right, man, uh, we are at the roughly five-minute mark of the Raiders-Chiefs game, 21-17 Chiefs. And, um, yeah, this it's started out as a hot offensive game, man. The first four drives, all touchdowns, and then it's been kind of not a ton since. So, slowing down, but I think we'll see a flurry here at the end is my, my guess. So, that's all I've got. Got anything else to add? No, man, just, you know, looking forward to, to week 12, getting back at it. Yep, and uh, – we won't we won't talk to you you guys until after the Thanksgiving. So uh, happy Thanksgiving, and uh, we appreciate you all, man. We are thankful for everybody listening and watching. So talk to you all later. Yeah, absolutely, peace.